Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. All right. Well, listeners, for everyone out there today, we've got another outstanding podcast and an exciting guest with us. I don't know if you realize this, but the month of March is National Athletic Trainer Month, and we have one of our top trainers, Randy Harris. Randy, thank you for joining us this morning. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Very exciting to have you. As a matter of fact, uh, you're just about to kick off a very big COVID testing event, I think. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, that is true. It okay. uh, will be testing about 50% of our athletes uh, pretty much all day today. Hmm. How often are we doing that? We're doing it about every two weeks. So with us now at 50%, we'll test the entire student athlete population within a month. Hmm. My goodness. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. It, it definitely could be worse. Mm, okay. Before I ask you a little bit about uh, National Athletic Trainer Month, tell us a little bit about you, your path that you took in order to uh, get here to Westcliff. Yeah. So um so to be an athletic trainer, you have to come from an accredited athletic training program. So uh, I'm an alumni of Cal State Fullerton. I did my undergraduate there, and then I was a grad assistant at Cal State Fullerton as well with Emily. We were the same grad assistant class. Okay. Um, after, after my grad assistantship was done, I took a job at a university in San Diego. Um, it wasn't a right fit. I didn't like the environment. So I was looking to get back to Orange County. My wife wanted to be back in Orange County as well. She had an opportunity. So when I saw this job open up, I went on the website to see, you know, what staff's there, what athletic trainers there. And I saw Emily was here. So I reached out and that's how I came back. Ah, excellent. And just uh, for our listeners sake, can you tell us who Emily is? Yes. Emily is our, um, I believe now it's senior assistant athletic director of sports medicine. So she's my boss. Yep. She is the head athletic trainer in simple terms, but she's of course more elevated than that. She is all things uh, athletic training room. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this month and what this national athletic trainer month of March means. Yeah. So the month of March is a time where, you know, um, all across the country where everyone can celebrate their athletic trainer. Um, in California, it means a little bit different than the rest of the country. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but the state of California does not regulate the profession of athletic training. We do not have licensure like other states. And we are actually the only state in the union that does not have licensure for athletic trainers. So theoretically, someone who shouldn't be practicing athletic training from another state can come to California and practice athletic training. And the, the state really doesn't care or regulates that. Like, like there's licensure for PT, there's licensure for doctors, but for athletic trainers, that's not the case. And we continue this battle every year. Um, so for us in the state of California, it really means a big deal. And we really like to celebrate it to let people know what athletic trainers actually are. I see. Okay. And, and what are we doing in order to celebrate it? You know, the simplest thing is just bringing the attention to the athletes, getting them involved. Um, a lot of universities bring up, you know, the athletes come up to their athletic trainers and thank them. I mean, I just had softball the other day. Give me, give me a thank you. Um, athletic departments can reach out and, you know, just say what they're grateful for about us. I think just the little things and just recognizing what we do day in and day out is perfect. Yeah, but I don't know that a lot of people really understand what it is that you do. 
I mean, yeah, okay, we tape an ankle and we do treatment, but there's a lot more to it that people never see and they just assume these things happen, but somebody has to do them. I mean, there's behind the scenes stuff, right? Yes, absolutely. And that is the misconception with athletic training is a lot of us just see us taping or providing water, um, but there's definitely a lot more that goes into the day-to-day. Um, we do provide emergency care, so we do provide onsite coverage. So if someone has a C-spine or sudden cardiac arrest, we are there to respond. We provide um, like a f- um, initial care as far as like we can provide a clinical diagnosis. We evaluate. Uh, we can start the referral process if someone needs to see a physician. We can do the rehab here. So we definitely give the athletes an all-inclusive place to where we can point them in the right direction if it's something we can handle. Okay. Now I know the way the athletic trainers have this set up is that you each take a a sport or a couple of sports, which sport do you oversee? Yes. So I oversee women's soccer, softball, women's basketball, and men's and women's cross country track. and field. My goodness. It seems like you're going to be busy year round. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Do those sports overlap or is it one right in a row? Uh, there will be some overlap between um, women's soccer, women's basketball, and then obviously men's and women's cross country just goes, or cross country and track and field goes all year. So those would be the most overlap. And then softball will be mostly in the spring. When right. I have okay. Yeah. I, you know, when I mention about the behind the scenes, uh, when baseball plays, Emily shows up. And she has a wagon with her of supplies and med kit and all kinds of stuff that I just, I, I never thought about, you know, it always just seems to be there, but just looking at it and thinking about it now, I realize the preparation that has to go into it. Oh yes, definitely. And that's the thing is we have to prepare for everything. So how we like to look at it is uh, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Um, I have to prepare for you know, massive trauma, if someone's going to be bleeding a lot, um, if someone's, you know, might have a sudden cardiac arrest, maybe a a life-threatening condition. So I have to game plan for all those. Is it going to happen? Hopefully not, but it's something that I have to be prepared for. Okay. Um, Wow. What is the, I don't know if I should ask this, I'm kind of curious. What is the biggest sports emergency with which you've ever dealt? Man, that's a tough one. I think, uh, I think the most significant one is I had a cross country runner. It was our conference meet. It was actually our best runner. Um, he finished the race and I don't know if you've been at a cross country meet, but, um, usually when they finish, they have this thing called a shoot, which is they basically just line up the kids into a narrow walkway to keep the order to help with the timing. So he walks out of the shoot, he goes to the water. He looked fine to me at first. So, you know, I just let him go. And then I'm just going back to monitoring the other finishing athletes. And all of a sudden I hear my name call and I look and he's about to drop to the ground. So I run over, I grab him and I lower him and he starts to go into a seizure. So we managed the seizure. I mean, he was seizing for around a minute, maybe a little bit longer. Um, We had EMS on site. So that's, you know, the ambulance and stuff. So we sent him to the hospital as soon as he was stable. And then, you know, the hospital did their thing. So the nice thing is we had to then follow up with our team physician. So we sent him to our team physician. The hospital didn't say anything, really. They weren't concerned of anything concerning. And then our team physician ordered an MRI because this was the kid's first seizure, which is kind of concerning. 
And it turns out he had an AVN, which is an arteriovenous malformation in his brain. Essentially what that meant was the arteries, instead of draining into a capillary, were draining right into the vein. And as you know, most people can think about, the arteries have high pressure, the veins have low pressure, so they can't handle a lot of pressure. And what we think happened is some blood leaked into his brain, causing the seizure. Hmm. It was a good thing you were there. People don't yeah. realize that. You know, it, it's just there's a thin line between the athletic training side and the medical side, because you have to cross that line frequently. Is that right? Yes, we do have to do a little balancing act. Um, as athletic trainers, we really push to be on more of the medical side. Um, we want to be viewed as that, especially because of the licensure stuff. But a part of our job is recognizing sport performance and understanding that aspect of it and preparing the athletes for performance as well. Right. Okay. So um, are you, do you have aspirations to further your medical training or what would be the next step? Or are you going to stay where you are? Um, I definitely want to stay as an athletic trainer. Um, we do continue in education units every two years that we have to turn in. So our breadth of knowledge will always continue to grow. And as athletic trainers are, as our scope of practice gets a little bit bigger, we will have more expectations and more roles that we can learn. Um, but as far as like another degree or anything, no, I definitely want to stay an athletic trainer. Okay. Don't have any aspirations to say drive an ambulance or do anything (laughs) like that in healthcare. Nope. I I am perfect where I'm at. (laughs) Okay. All right then. Um, so you're a former Titan and, uh, you know, they have, a, they've got some really good outstanding athletic, uh, teams there in particular baseball, you know, they're known internationally for their baseball teams. And, uh, they used to have a fantastic basketball program. I think Leon Wood came out of there, Sean, didn't he? Isn't that where Leon Wood was from? Cal State Fuller? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, for those of you that don't know the name, he played in the NBA. He became one of the best referees probably in history. Um, I know they had- Great coach, uh, Donnie Daniels, came out of a right of a Fullerton as well. Mm-hmm. They've had some really, yeah, they've had some great, uh, great athletic teams and uh, performances and athletes that have come out of their long tradition. And they're in our backyard. You know, they're only down the freeway from us. We have plenty of alumni from Fullerton <laughs> on our staff. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, and Randy's being so modest, but Randy's <laughs> one of our top uh you know, ATs, and actually, he just recently got promoted. You know, for for his his great work and, and the things that he does, and and he has has established some great initiatives in Westcliff. Randy, tell us a little bit about the Warrior Wellness program yes. that you started. Yeah, so the whole idea behind Warrior Wellness is essentially teaching these students just about general health things or general life things that they should know. Um, you know, as they get older, you know, they come to college, this is their first experience on pretty much being on their own mom and dad usually take care of everything up until then. And and obviously for some students still while they're in college, but at some point they're going to leave here being young adults and needing to know just the basics of certain things. And I think that's what I really wanted to highlight is, well, let's teach kids about wellness. Let's teach kids about just basic health principles. So they have an idea of what they're looking for and, you know, how to make a right decision instead of seeming to be lost or relying on someone else. No, definitely something great. And um, one thing as well, uh, you gave us a great insight 
on inclusion. And if you want to talk about that a little bit, because that's one topic that's near and dear to us here at Westcliff that all of our athletes uh, feel included. So not only um, we talk about warrior wellness or basic health, we talk about mental health as well. Can you expand a little bit on that too, Randy? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, one of our first talks was um, we, we were lucky enough to get a speaker from the counseling center at Cal State Fullerton to just give our students a background on what inclusion means and what different pronouns mean and what they mean to different people who use those pronouns. Um, that's really what we're going for here is to let kids understand that mental health is important and each person experiences mental health differently. And we need to be sensitive to that, even though I don't think it's one, you know, I may think one thing and another person may think another thing. You have to respect that other person's um, wishes. Um, so that's really what we're hoping for with Word Wellness is to get more speakers like that and to get people that are experts in their area of practice. There are a lot of prominent sports figures recently who have come out to discuss their mental health. Um, as a matter of fact, just this morning, I was reading an article about Michael Orr. And if you're unfamiliar with the name, he was the subject of the movie, The Blind Side. His story is unbelievable, but he talked, he, he spoke in this article predominantly about his mental health and where he is now as opposed to where he was. Uh, athletes like Michael Phelps and Brittany Griner and Kevin Love and, and even Andrelton Simmons, some of the biggest names in sports struggle with mental health and people don't realize it because it's a private struggle until they, they step up to the mic and they say, hey, this is what's going on. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that is prevalent, I think, because we really are only scratching the surface. We don't, we don't know how deep this runs. Does it feel like that to you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is really recent for college athletics in general, uh, the NCAA in the past, man, I would almost say five years, maybe maybe under 10 years, has really started focusing on mental health and putting it on the university medical staffs and the university itself to have a game plan for this. You know, everyone talks about like college students and the mental health struggles that they have. And everyone viewed athletes as different because they were like, oh, well, they're student athletes, they're mentally tough, you know, this shouldn't be a problem. And plus exercise is great for everything. So they're, they're probably fine. They probably have lower rates. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of studies are starting to come out now where student athletes either have equivalent rates of mental health distress as regular college, student, uh, regular college students, or even more, because what people don't account for are the stressors that uh, collegiate student athletes go through. Um, it's not just, you know, going to practice, but they also have to make grades. They have certain obligations like different meetings, study hall. Um, are they going to play? I'm trying to get a scholarship. I might lose my scholarship. So I think the stressors that they go through are finally being recognized. And it's definitely been long overdue that we have something in place to handle this issue. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, a, a question, especially for uh, coaches and administrators, what are the signs to look for that might be red flags? Yeah, so I think in general, um, to keep it at a basic level, is you're basically looking for a change. You know, everyone's going to go through ups and downs, and that's normal through life, but it's when these changes become very persistent and last a lot longer than they should. Um, you're looking to see that personality is different. They're just not doing the things they used to. They're just not there. Um, sometimes it's 
on like more of like depressive like stuff like they seem down or you know they're acting themselves they don't want to get out of bed they don't enjoy the things they love anymore but sometimes it goes the opposite way there's times where someone could be really energetic and they're really not normally that energetic or they're doing very impulsive things that it's a kid that wouldn't be very impulsive so you're really overall looking for a change in their personality or their daily habits Mm, okay yeah you know um it, it's difficult too when you're not with those people all the time um, in order to maybe see a change because it could be happening gradually. It could be happening quickly. And, you know, if you're, if you don't spend a lot of time with them, you may not notice it. So you really have to pay attention um, as a, speaking as a coach in particular, and you know, you're a trainer, you see so many athletes that it's just, it's sometimes it's hard to pick up. So the, um, it seems to me, I remember also going through some training regarding this very topic recently um, over the internet. I think we had some tests to take and some videos to watch. Does that sound familiar? Yes, and definitely um, that's something that gets incorporated is providing those education materials to know, to help the coaches understand what to identify and what is the Right, right. Okay, because I remember taking the training and, and it took, quite a, a while and there were tests at the end of each course that we had to pass yeah so. we, we're going to make sure verify that you actually passed your test yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know um you know getting back to this this topic one thing that in particular you know as a dean of athletics for me is number one this is not even heard of for athletic departments to actually adopt this especially in the NAI, you know which we are we're pretty much adopting the NCAA rules and regulations uh, for mental health and wellness, which is great. And then also we're, we're meeting regularly, so it's not a taboo. And, and I think that's really why athletes were struggling, you know, or students in general, because there was no outlets, right, to talk about it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're going to make sure that it's okay. We're letting everybody know today it's okay. If you're listening to this podcast, it's okay. It's okay to have mental health issues, you know, but what's not okay is not getting help or finding a solution or having helpmates. And that's really what we want to do. We want to connect and be a helpmate for you for whatever you're going through. So it's no taboo here for us here at Westcliff. We, we want to talk about it. We want to give you an outlet. You know, we have key people. I've dealt with mental health myself personally, and everybody's rock bottom looks different. Everybody struggles different, you know, it's uniquely to you, right? It really is, you know, and it could be many stressors that has nothing to do with sports. It could be growing up, your environment, um, you know, not having enough um, release valves, you know, not understanding the changes that you're going through. So, you know, this is for coaches as well, administrators as well. For ATs as well, right? It's for everyone, you know. So uh, we don't want to just say, "Hey, you know," for the student athlete. It's, it's for everyone who's involved that may have issues, you know, regarding mental health or not even knowing that it's mental health issues. They could be triggers that you don't even realize that are mental health issues. That's that's what makes this so unique. And I'm thankful that a lot of professionals are coming out about it. It's helping other people to say, okay, let's talk about it. But from day one, we've been willing to address these issues. And 
I couldn't think of a, a better person to head this for us than Randy Harris here, who, who has a dynamic background and diverse background in a lot of different things. Mm. Not only, you know, um, just, you know, far as sports and AT, but just in life, because to handle these complex topics, a amount of uh, empathy has to be shown. And, and that's the key, you know, to, to be in a safe space. And we talk about that all the time. What, what is that safe space? And we try to provide that. And we're going to do more initiatives um, along the way. So I'm, I'm very committed to this. And it's great to have someone like Randy who will spearhead this and take it to the next level. So, hmm. Randy, thank you for uh, being willing to uh, start the inaugural process of the Warrior Wellness. But it's something that will be a part of our program, you know, way beyond me and you and hopefully together with all of our coaches because it takes a village right we'll get through this together yeah absolutely and i think that's really where it starts is just changing the culture and making it not feel that they can't talk about it because i think once you make the environment feel comfortable that mental health can be talked about everything else gets easier after that yeah you know and then it's times where I'm so dominant, Randy, on this program that I have to be concerned about Sherm's mental health. <laughs> so make sure you, you you tap in with him and we'll schedule him on the next one. John, you got to take it easy on him. Yeah, I, I try, but it's just so hard. Uh, <laughs> it's so much low-hanging fruit, Randy. Sometimes you just got to hit a home run every chance you get. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, but, but you know, Sherm and I are, are really committed to uh, – this topic, so is B, who's our our extraordinary uh, producer of the show, and um, we we just want everyone to know who's listening that it's okay, it's so it's all right. It, it, we all we all challenged in different arenas, and let's speak it out, let's talk it out, let's figure it out. And most of the time, Randy, we're finding out conversations actually solve some of the surface issues, you know, and, and it's not um, as taboo as th people believe, because once we all get on the call, when we become honest and we get into that safe space, we realize that everybody's going through something. Right. And, um, you know, Randy, you know, just with your experience, like I, I want to go on record to say that I think we're doing more than most right now with athletic departments is, is that something that I can sing from the top of the mountain? I think we're leading in this area. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, like you said, just from an NAIA, NAIA standpoint, you know, they don't have that, like there's really no regulation on that or no recommendation on that. So you have to turn towards NCAA best practices, but that leaves that almost optional for NAIA schools. So I'd say just from that bare, stand, bare minimum standpoint that we're way ahead. Yeah, that's good to hear. We'll keep, we'll keep being the tip of the spear and um, keep being a place where inclusion is everything and, and mental health is not a taboo. It's just part of the process. Embrace it. It's like failure is part of the process of success. It's just things you have to go through, right? And with that said, the more people we can have train in awareness, right? Mental awareness, because that's what we want to give our coaching staff and our administrators and 
and, and people who are not specialized clinically, right? You know, uh, to, you know, uh, diagnose depression and all those things. We just want to have mental awareness, right? That maybe something is going on so we can help bridge the gap and be a conduit to the folks who do specialize in this so we can make sure everyone gets help. And that's including coaches, including administrators, including Dean of Athletics, right? Mm -hmm. It's been a pressure cooker. 2020 going to 2021 has been a pressure cooker, right? And we've all experienced life-changing events or life-altering events, some more than others. And it's been plenty of bad stories. It's been plenty of good stories. And it's been probably more death than we have ever seen globally. And we need each other. And I think the more conversations we can put around what we see, it, it actually soothes, you know, and as an elixir, right, of, of hope and then also of, as therapy, right, that we are all in this together and nobody's alone. Because one thing I noticed that's a common factor as uh, far as me having mental awareness about mental illness is that isolation factor that most athletes feel like they're one of one, right? That is just them going through their struggle. And that's never the case. Once we start speaking, we find out it's many of us going through the yes. same similarities. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. How can they reach you? How can the how can the Westcliff Warrior family reach you, Randy, if they have any questions uh, regarding um, some more detail on this mental illness? Yeah. So um, the, for the student athletes, they can definitely reach out to their athletic trainer. They can reach out to Emily. They can reach out to me. Uh, we're a lot of them probably have our cell phone. Um, they can also reach out by email, whatever is more comfortable. If they wanted to walk into the athletic training room and talk to us personally, they can also do that as well. And can you tell them about the confidentiality factor you have uh, with athletes and, and ATs just to, to, to give them a little more comfort that, that what they speak to you is, is, is definitely private? Absolutely. So because we are a medical profession and we are healthcare professionals, we do follow the same laws as uh, other medical professionals, so HIPAA. So we are very, we do keep information private. And that's not, and that's talking about all injuries. If that's, you know, simple musculoskeletal stuff, you know, you hurt your ankle or something, that, that information is still privileged. Um, obviously, we share bare minimum information just to make sure that they are safe for participation. But from, mental, from a mental health standpoint, we are very sensitive about that information because we do want the student athletes to feel like that information is being kept secret and kept safe. So we take even more precautions with mental health stuff. And, you know, we will do whatever we can for, for the student athlete to get them where they need to go. And if there's someone they don't want to tell, we won't say anything. You know, there's, we'll figure out another way to communicate. Like if, if there's a conflict between practice for mental health treatment, we will find a way to get that communicated without putting the student on blast, like, oh, hey, they have a mental health problem. No, we will figure out a way where that information does not need to come out at all. Okay. Um, you know, there's another, I was thinking about the mental health issue just now, and um, it's just basically raising awareness as well and, and making people feel comfortable talking about it or bringing it up, especially if they're having a problem. Uh, as an example, 
uh, I thought a very fine movie that was very underrated was Concussion, talking about CTE and how that leads to mental illness. And, uh, you know, that's starring Will Smith, but it, it's total, it, it's an incredible drama. And when you got, you know, the NFL behind it and uh, players like Dave Dewerson and Junior Seau and people struggling with it, it's just one other side of mental health. And it wasn't until afterward it came out that they were struggling with it. So we need to be um, proactive more than anything. Uh, and that's, I think that's the challenge that we face is getting people comfortable enough to talk about it. Does that seem like uh, I'm on the right path? Because I mean, I, I don't want anybody to be ashamed of it. You know, it, it's something difficult to deal with, but the sooner they start talking about it, I think the sooner they're gonna be able to deal with it and get the help that they need. Yes, absolutely. And I think the, a lot of the problem comes from a society thing. Um, I mean, there was a huge stigma about mental health really not that long ago. So, I mean, I think we have made great strides in, in society as a whole about being open about saying that, hey, I, you know, I need mental health treatment. You know, I just don't feel right. Something's going on. I think that's becoming more acceptable. Um, and I think that's why changing the culture and having an environment where it's okay to talk about it and we're not going to be weird talking about it or anything like that is going to be a big step getting rid of that stigma. Right. You, you know, I just want to bring up too, it's like, Here's the analogy, you know, really, when I, when I think about mental health and the taboo, it's like when you have a, a, a blister on your lip and everybody say, oh, I got a blister. And, and then a medical professional say, well, that's herpes simplex, right? You know, so and, and, and which is both is true, right? It's factual, right? Both are, both are true. And, and that's the same regards and I'm a correlated to mental health. Right. Some people say, hey, well, I'm managing stress. Right. Managing stress is still mental awareness. It's still mm -hmm. mental illness. It's just you're trying to manage stress. And, and that's the thing when we have well, wellness warriors and, and different things. You're just managing stress. Everyone manages stress differently. Some people grind their teeth at night and that's how their body handles stress. Right. And you don't even know it. Some people don't is not even aware of it. Right because you're sleeping, but, you know, so basically it's no taboo in there. It's just your perception of what we're talking about. Some people are comfortable saying, Hey, yeah, I'm dealing with mental health issues, but it could just be managing stress. That doesn't mean you're out of control. That means you're aware that you have situations that trigger your body in such a way that make you have eating disorders that make you feel depressed that make you want to be isolated. That makes you shut down you know, more than you want to. And sometimes you can be uh, a functioning alcoholic, just like you can be a functioning person with mental illness. You just understand, right, that it's a problem. But the difference is we're trying to give you solutions, right, to relieve those things, right, that are proven, right, proven solutions, not home remedies. That's the difference. So coming to these groups, support groups and talking about it. You know, if we're saying, hey, we're having a conversation, it sounds a little more cool than us saying we're, we're here for a help group, right? So people don't want to be tied to those stigmas, right? Because of society's perception, because it's documented that in the first seven seconds, we judge each other, right? We make an opinion of what conversations we're having. Some people probably listen to me on this podcast and say, man, he's so uneducated.
You know, he talks crazy, he talks different, and whatever case may be, right? And, and it may be the same thing in sports, but more so in sports because we're highly competitive. So we're always looking for a competitive edge. So a part of sports has always been trying to oppose your will on the next team or the next person, right? And to get a mental edge, right? So admitting that you had a mental deficit, right, is not cool, right, for some. But not getting help is not cool. Being in control of understanding your triggers that may cause you to do bodily harm for some, that's extreme. Some may be just avoidance, and that's still mental health. You know, some may be isolation, that's still mental health, right? Some may be, hey, I completely go on a hiatus for like seven days and nobody can get a hold of me. We have that happen in professional sports all the time. You know, and I could say, hey, Randy, I'm just clearing my head, right? Those are the little weasel words we use for mental health, right? I'm clearing my head. Hey, you know, I just need to take a break. I'm going to shut down for a minute. You know, all of these are little trigger signs, right, for mental mental health. And sometimes what makes it really difficult, Sherm and, and Randy, is because they're situational. It doesn't always happen. The triggers are situational. It could happen before a championship game. And you'd be that dude who didn't make the uh, Super Bowl, you know, for, for the Raiders, right? You remember when it was in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. He had an episode and he was gone. Or you'd be Kevin Love in the middle of the game. You yeah. don't finish, you home, right? Yeah. The game's yeah. still playing, right? You know, all of those things because anxiety, man, is, is really um, crazy. If you ever had it before in any situation, it raises your heart rate. You know, it's, it feels like an outer body experience. And for those of us who are confident in themselves, and I call it being courageous, because you got to be courageous to speak about this, right? You know, as firmly as we are, because, hey, it's people going to hear this podcast, and I can tell you, like, hey, it's no problem with me addressing these things, because there, it's a leadership trait, and what we're talking about is called owning your stuff. You got to own it, and that's what we're trying to teach, right, with the mental awareness and through getting you the proper channels to understand who you are, we're just trying, this is the life uh, skill set that we're trying to provide along with the technical skill set that we provide in sports. Because you go through all these range of emotions that you probably won't go through normally in life, where you can actually prepare and put all in and still lose. You can put everything in, have the best preparation and still lose. It's not, you don't run across that in everyday life all the time. So that's why I always want to introduce sports to kids early, because for me, it's the best place to have all those emotions and have people to help you to get through them. You experience all of those emotions in sports. You know, it's been times where you can have lack of preparation and still win. Like, it's, it's crazy, right? The scenarios and situations that sports offer you that help you dial into who you are as a person and, and into your body and how you experience stress. Until you go through stress, you don't know how your body reacts to it. And once you find out how your body reacts to it, we try to help you uh, cope with that and manage that, you know? So that's kind of my perspective from it. Um, you know, personally speaking from a personal standpoint, 
and these opinions are my own, you know, these are not, um, you know, something that, um, uh, you know, clinically, you know, I have all the data on for, 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 for someone else. I just have the data on me. Nobody knows my body better than me. So I can speak from an expert standpoint about me, what helps me to be successful, what helps me get into my game space and get my head right and my clear space and thoughts to where I can be a functioning person at a high optimal level. So I think we all have to own it, just like we're all risk managers. You know, we all got to be in charge and be an advocate of your own mental health first. And then, you know, raise your hand for the next person and the next person and the next person. You know, do you guys agree with me on that or y'all see it from a different perspective? No, no, I, I entirely. But just remember, I, I, obviously nobody knows your body like you, but uh, I'm going to blow by it on the way to the hoop over the summer. So I'll get Ooh. a quick, I'll get a, I'm going to get a quick glance at it up close, but it's going to be in my rear view mirror very fast. Hey, Randy, I got a question for you. Uh, uh, continuing on with the mental health thing. Um, mental health in an individual can be a lifelong thing, or is it possible to be uh, cured, quote, air quotes, cured of it if you have a, a just a, a time in your life that's difficult? Or is it something you're going to deal with your whole life? I mean, I, there's kind of both there, isn't there? You know, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I can't speak to like, actually, like, is someone cured from, you know, mental, mental health issues? Um I think what it might be is after someone has that episode or if someone develops a certain mental um, mental health concern, um, I think they're going to be more prone to it later in life. Um, that's one of the great things about treatment in general is it really gives them the tools to handle it um, mm -hmm. and to manage it and to manage it best for them to where okay, maybe the first episode of mental health concern, you know, it was really hard to manage. You need to go to a lot of treatment, but maybe the next one, you know, whenever that pops up, you need less treatment this time because you have tools, you recognize how, how to treat yourself and where you need to go and how do you even prevent from getting there? So I think a lot of it is they're going to just be more prone to having another episode or maybe another, like a different kind of mental health concern. Okay. Hey, um, Randy, are you a sports fan or is this just a job for you? I'm a sports fan. Um, obviously, um, I don't watch as much as I used to just because when you spend all day in athletics and you invest a lot of emotion into the place that you work in their sports there, it's hard to just go home and watch. I am a sports fan. Okay. So what sport is top of your list that you like watching or even participating if you have the chance? Well, participating because I have a very poor athletic ability. Um, I do I do try to golf. Um, I do say try because I'm not very great at it. Um, but as far as watching, I really enjoy, especially because of the, the, the job, I really enjoy all sports because I really appreciate what those athletes have had to do to get there. And to watch someone excel at their craft is pretty remarkable in some of the things that comes out but in general. Okay. okay. Got it. Now, there, I'm leading up to this. I've kind of gone down this path. Keeping in mind who's on this call, uh, who's your team for March Madness? Who are you rooting for? So, unfortunately, my, my Titans didn't make it. Um, so, this year I'm going with my Ducks. Go Oregon, baby. 
Okay. Okay. So, you know, the interesting thing is that's a West Coast team in the Pacific Northwest in particular, not far from another Pacific Northwest team. That has They're in Washington. Right? They're in higher, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, slightly higher rating. Hey, hey don't, don't, don't worry about it. We, we forgive him. Um, yeah. uh, I'll make sure his check uh, will cash. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. Um, now, now is that the or see Oregon's got you know the the Lady Ducks are in it as well. I think they got a number five seat. They they are. Yeah, they, I mean Oregon set up pretty well in, in the in the brackets too. So I, I look for them to kick some dirt. Kick yeah, who, who's higher though than who? I don't think anybody's higher in terms of men and women's rankings or seedings than the Gonzaga Bulldogs because the women team has got a number three seed. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, we're we're doing good. Um, you know, but our coach is from Oregon, you know, so uh, Coach Fuse, uh, um, you know, he's an Oregon native. So uh, we, we'll live with that. We'll live with we'll live with him being the Ducks. Uh, plus, I got a couple of guys over there, um, you know, um, that 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 play for Oregon that I know. So, you know, okay. we, we, we'll be OK. You know, Randy's a warrior. So that's all that matters. You right. Know? Right. I know he got tightened ties and he's. He's an Oregon duck and his check not going to clear after this uh, podcast. But besides those things, um, we're going to take away warrior funding and all those things. I think he switches. I think he'll switch up before, his, his allegiance before the podcast. Yeah, before the podcast actually uh, hits the air, I think he probably will be saying the Zags are number one. Yeah, you got to see. Yeah, you got to see the air of your ways there. Yeah, right? yeah. And some I just got a crazy text that all of a sudden now that our COVID testing is canceled for the day. So I mean a lot. A lot of things can happen what? when you go against the conglomerate. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how I'm getting, I'm getting strong armed here. <laughs> ah, Randy, why the why the ducks? Is it allegiance to our softball coach, our head softball coach Sony, who who was an Oregon duck? No, it actually started a little further back than that. My uh, my sister lives in Oregon for she's been up there for a long time, so she actually used to live in Eugene. So just from being in the city and stuff. Oh, all right. He gets, okay. he gets the pass. He gets the pass. Really? You're giving him a yeah. You don't get the pass, Sherman, but he uh, gets the pass. Of course not. Uh, I, you know, oh man, I got to toe the party line here. I got to go with the Zags, even though I think Baylor's going to give him a pretty good run. And Baylor's I mean, not a number one. I'm Baylor's a number two. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, if he said anything less, Randy, then the podcast would be grand open, grand closing for Sherm. So we'll be looking for another host. You know, well, he, they are, they should have of the four number one seeds. I think they will have the clearest path to the final four. Right. Only for these two weeks, I get kind of convoluted and blinded. Um, mafioso style here, Randy. I'm just, you know, I, I can't, you know, everyone has to be a Zach fan right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has to be, even mm-hmm. my dog is a Zach fan. He doesn't even know what's going on or he doesn't eat sharp. Like, so he got to bark out Zag or he doesn't eat. So mm. it's serious around here right now. Mm. You're holding everybody hostage, aren't you? Everybody. <laughs> everybody. You know, if they say, they, you know, I'm looking on Twitter. If they say they're not a Zag fans, I immediately just boot them off. I mean, I, it's council culture, man. I'm, I'm gone. It's done. <laughs> We're taking this to the extreme, bro. All right. So, Randy, who's your second team after Oregon? It's no second teams, bro. He already <laughs> told you. Okay. Oregon is, you know, he got heartstrings there, and I'm gonna forgive him for that. But I see the, I see the bulldog, I see the zag in him right now. I see that right now. Don't, 
Don't start nothing. I mean, we need him, Sherm. I would hate for today to be the last day. Everybody you know, all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you would hate yeah. for every. This should be the last day for we, everybody. We, we have great things going on. I mean, I would hate for Westcliff to go back to where it was two years ago. Just oh me. Oh, my God. All right. Just everybody me by out. myself. Everybody out. <laughs> Everybody's out. <laughs> yeah. Just for two weeks, though. It's only oh, for okay. two weeks. For, all right. Once we get through these two weeks and, and after Easter, and I think, what is the game on the fifth, I think, this year? Something like that. The fourth or the fifth. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then, then everybody's back good. You know, everybody's <laughs> back whole. This is mm. just this is a temporary block. This is yes. a temporary block. All right, then. The moment funny. of insanity, right? Mm. That can't mm. be explained. It's just smart madness, man. This is what happens. But look, it hasn't started yet. So it doesn't start until Thursday. So everybody gets a pass until Thursday. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I know it's insane, Sharon. I know it is. But look, hey, in order to be a fan, you got to be a fanatic, right? So right now, I need good vibes for six games. We got six games to make history. So I just need good vibes for six games. So just fake it till you make it. If that's not your team, when you just see me, just say, yeah, go Zags, man. Zags. Yeah, I'm yeah, cool. But, but the point is, they just don't. I, I don't want to get ahead. I don't want to say all six games. Let's just start with the first game. Listen, every game you write. Who do they got first? Who's up one first? Who, we don't know. We got the... Oh, okay. Out of the first four, it could be what Appalachian State or Norfolk State, I think it is. Oh, Something right. Like okay. That. There's a playing yeah. a couple of playing games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very but, good. But you're right, though. Hey, but here's the deal. I'm the fan right now, Sherm. I'm not in the locker room. So in the locker room, they got to take it one game at a time. Mm. For me, I want everything. I want all the smoke. Yeah. Well, you know, there's actually one instance of a team, a 16 – beating a one and that was recently when virginia fell and they fell by yes. 20 points see, i might add and, and i can't even hear that see this is what i'm talking about that's bad vibes here We're, you know who has the sage anybody got the sage i need kyrie Irving walking around in the in my office right now with sage and kind of get some of these bad vibes that sherman's trying to you know spill over this airways today randy you know what um i'm glad you didn't say west club baseball and, and you don't have baseball right no, I do not. No. Right, right, right. And it's a reason for that, correct? Yes, there definitely is. It's It definitely seems uh, uh, Coach Shermett's uh, U of A background, I think, that just really set me off. <laughs> exactly. Randy. I think some of us uh, feel the same way, Randy. Oh. Yeah, keep, keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on the tires on your car. Hey, hey, Sean. Um, <laughs> by the way, the team that beat Virginia as a 16 seed, you know who that was? I don't know because I, I I don't know. Coincidentally, who, who coincidentally, it was three years ago. That was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Oh, all right. And UNBC. where are you? UNBC. And where, okay, and where are you okay. from? Where are you say you're from? I'm from the great state of Maryland. I yeah. Am. What what zip code? You always give me the zip. Two one eight one one. That's <laughs> absolutely born and raised, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, our guest today again is our one of our athletic trainers, Randy Harris. Our has, senior athletic trainer. Get it right, Sean. I stand. I stand. Put some correct. respect on that man's name. <laughs> I stand Tell him, correct. Randy. Put some respect on his name, and his last name is Harris, so you know he go. <laughs> <laughs> my fault, you, my fault, Randy. My, you, my fault, my fault. You must be related somehow. The hey, resemblance is on Randy, Randy, you're platinum. My fault, you're platinum. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, a uh, pleasure having you on again. This is National Athletic Trainer Month, so we wanted to have our ace athletic trainer on, Randy Harris. Hey, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. All right, you got it. All right, so we've got 
uh, March Madness, and we're going to predict all of the games as best we can. We're going to make our picks, and uh, we're going to kind of do this uh, before the tournament. Then we're going to go back in the middle and see how our picks come out. So, Sean, let's run through the games as they're coming up. Uh, the first four that are playing games, 16 seed versus 16 seed, Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's. I think I know who you're taking. Who are you taking? Who am I taking, game? sure? You're going to take Mount St. Mary's. I think they're hot right now. Yeah, I thought hot. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to. The Gales, right? Yep, they're hot right now. Yep, and they also happen to be in the same conference as? Yours favorite. Yeah, Yours exactly. Yours truly. Yep, they're in WCC. We're going to get to that. All right, Drake versus Wichita State. Yeah. I 11 seeds. Yeah, I didn't think Wichita State should have made it, but I think they understand that they need to make a run. So I think with them having history, I think they'll make it. They're, they're, oh. they're pushed through against Drake. Okay, so for the record, you've got Mount St. Mary's, Wichita State. I've got Mount St. Mary's, but I'm taking Drake. I think uh, I think Drake's got the uh, the firepower to get him over. We're the not top. talking right. about the singer, sure. No, I know. Okay, we're talking about the basketball team. I just want to make sure you know that. Yeah. I, okay. All right, you good with that? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. I got it. I got All it. All right. All right. Uh, Sixteen seed playing game: Appalachian State, Norfolk State. You know what? That's going to be a good one. But I think I'm gonna go. With Norfolk State, I'm a, I'm a supporter of HBCU. Okay, both hey, of these you know, two, I, I really don't give a damn who, who wins. No. To be but but <laughs> I don't, I don't know, either. But but you because know. you're taking Norfolk State, I'm going to take Appalachian State. So okay. there. All right. Now this last one is an intriguing game. The last playing game for 11 seeds: UCLA versus Michigan State. Mm. We have not seen these two blue bloods in this position because the loser doesn't make it. So right. who are you going with, UCLA or Michigan State? You know what? We in Cali. You know, I would love the seven clap, but something's telling me that Michigan State defense may be the determining factor. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go Michigan State. I'm on the same side there. I'm rooting against Michigan State, but I think they're going to win. I think Tom Izzo is a better coach, and they've been playing very well of late. They got right. off to a tough start. They've had a great run over the last dozen games or so. I think Michigan State gets over. Yeah, All right. my, my heart is uh, with UCLA because – Mm -hmm. You know, we got Jake Kyman over there, Dream mm -hmm. Vision, dude, and, yep. and some more guys. But I, I, I want to see him pull it out, but something's telling me Michigan State is going to be real tough. Yep, I have the same feeling. All right, first round. Uh, number seven, Florida versus number 10, Virginia Tech. Mm. Now, Virginia Tech has a kid uh, that came out of 21811 who transferred there. Uh, yep. Uh, but but um, I think Florida's too tough right now. Mm. I think Virginia Tech lost it. Well, they lost their last game. Yeah. Um, I think they might be on the slide, man. The pressure might be too hot. Hmm. Even well, they though are, they're a good team. Yeah, they are. They had a good season. They're a 10 seed. You know, this year, and, and another thing, this year the brackets are a little bit of a mess because the I don't know that the records of some of these teams are indicative of their play, or some of them aren't even in. As an example, nine and sixteen Kentucky this year is not in, but thirteen and twelve Duke might get in because of some of the COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is a very odd year where the brackets are concerned, and and so some of these seedings might be askew a bit because their records are a little bit messed up. You know, you got teams that didn't play as many games because they had so many games postponed or canceled because some of their players were out because of COVID. So their records may not really reflect the way they're playing, Virginia being one of those teams. We're going to get to that. All right. right. So you're going to go with Florida. Yeah. You know, I look, Virginia Tech, I believe, is the better team. 
Yeah, I do too. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. But here's the deal. I just don't – that loss either going to be a great motivator or a deflator, that last and, loss they took. Entirely. That that makes a whole lot of sense, but I think they're going to – I think they're going to get by Florida. That's just me. All right, moving on. Number three, Arkansas versus number 14, Colgate. Colgate won their championship, I might add, their conference championship. But what do you think? Well, you know we got a Razorback on staff. Well, well that's with, it. I'm, i got to go you know, with Arkansas. That know, is and, our and associate right now, athletic director. Like, Pig suey! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with our athletic director, thing, right? Associate um, athletic director Michael Hardaway. Arkansas. Yeah, so you know, but they tough. They tough this year, so I'm going to Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, I am as well. All right, number one Illinois versus number sixteen Drexel. Hey, Illinois is all day, baby. Yeah, yeah, and they, we've got Coleman a, we've Hawkins got, over there too. Yep, Dream that's Vision the thing. Guy. We got Taylor we got a, we got family there. Okay, all right, uh, number six Texas Tech, number eleven Utah State. Mm, you know what? That's a good one, but I think Texas Tech is going to be too strong. I do as well, and I think their number six seed is a little too low. I thought they should have been higher, like maybe right. a four or and a five. And they were there last year. Let's, yes. It was runners-up. So Yeah, yeah. I think Texas Tech is is going to win that one. Uh, number two, Ohio State, 15, Oral Roberts. Sorry, Oral Roberts. Yeah, yeah, of course. R.I.P. Number, yeah, exactly. And I have to go with The Ohio State University because our associate, senior associate, Head coach of baseball, Bo Coolin, is an alumni of Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, you know, so those Buckeyes looking good, but I will say they've yeah. been on the slide. they kind of been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. their mm-hmm. last half a dozen games, not mm-hmm. so great. I mean, they were off... Yeah, they were doing really well, but they did take down Michigan, but they didn't win their mm-hmm. conference championship. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, Baylor versus number 16, Hartford. Baylor going to eat them alive. Yeah. yeah, if there's a team, in my estimation, that's going to... Uh, challenge uh, Gonzaga for the championship. I think it's going to be Baylor. That's just my my feeling. We disagree um, there, but real okay. We'll good. see. We'll see. All right. Uh, number eight, Loyola of Chicago versus number nine, Georgia Tech. I'm Georgia Tech you, the wins young, the ACC tournament. Let this me year. tell you, yeah, <laughs> that that was surprising to me. Sure. Well, yeah, but Tech for, yeah, but Virginia and Duke both had to bow out of the tournament because they had COVID problems yeah. so they yeah and so for georgia so you're Tech, saying that's a fake win that's a fake championship well with you know what it's not a championship is a championship but they i don't know sure because you're trying to you trying to you know kind of dirty the waters up for georgia i don't know Tech. they I mean, they didn't yeah but they didn't play the toughest teams that's the thing I mean, if you okay. want to be the best you got to beat the best hey sometimes attrition is what it is right right yeah absolutely you know, I mean, hey don't you know get what? me wrong it's no Kenny Anderson, you know, down at Georgia Tech no more. I mean, <laughs> that's that's true. They had some great point guards come out of Georgia Tech, but I don't think the nun, you know, I think she might have lost her connection. You think? <laughs> I don't know. There, that's a number eight versus a number nine. Loyola Chicago know, has been playing great basketball. I don't know, man. The second half. Uh, that's a tough one. You're going to have to choose. Hey, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going go. with Georgia Tech. I'm going with Loyola. Okay, number five, Tennessee versus number twelve, Oregon State. Mm, they won the Pac-12. They year. did. They got. You know, I always say in the playoffs because I witness this firsthand a lot. The best team doesn't always win. It's the team that's playing the best. Now we got and, we got ties there too, Sherm. You know, Kenny Franklin. <clears throat> yes, uh, bas- you know his son plays for. Yeah. Um, you know, played for Oregon State. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, Isaiah Johnson. We got Dream Vision guys all over the place, man. Um, yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. You know your what, heart, man? Your heart's telling you one thing, but your head is telling you something else. You know, I think it's good old Rocky Top, man. 
Yeah, yeah, probably Rocky Top, Tennessee. I think probably it is, Tennessee. Man. Yeah, they got off to such a great start. I'm in just the season. saying, man. Yeah, man, and Oregon you know, State. Oregon State is what seventeen and twelve, and they got hot at the right time, and they I won feel the, disloyal the right 12. now, brother. I feel disloyal I know. right now. I know, now. I do, I do too. But I'm going to go with Tennessee. I don't want to see Kenny after this podcast. <laughs> well, who, who knows what'll happen by the time everybody hears these? I'm just saying, man. I just yeah, hope okay. to be wrong on this one. <laughs> okay, uh, number four, Oklahoma State, with perhaps the Player of the Year, the Wooden oh, Award winner. We'll have to wait. And well, see. he might not be against, the Player of the Year, but against he's number, number thirteen, one. he's number one. He's gonna cash the check. He's gonna cash Probably. the biggest check at the next yeah. one. Yeah, number thirteen, Liberty. So I'm, I've got to go with the Cowboys no of Liberty. Oklahoma State. <laughs> Ain't no Liberty <laughs> okay. gonna be happening over there, buddy. All right, hey, here's another great matchup. Number eight, North Carolina versus number nine, Wisconsin. Now, North Carolina snuck through the back door, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They played fairly well down the stretch. They got Roy Williams what over you the mean 9-0-3. They played fairly well. They 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 stacked the deck. They added some games. They played some people who was on COVID, didn't play for like three weeks. I mean, uh, Roy did a a real good job. That was a real good scheduling deal to get them back. To, to to good. I mean, they beat Duke. So I mean, but what's what's that to say this year? You know, yeah, but, that's you know. You but, know you know, North Carolina was sub – they were under 500 for the first half of the season. They and have they, talent there, man. Yeah, they do. They're North Carolina. I'm going to go UNC. Mm, Even though okay. I believe Wisconsin going to whip their, their socks off because UNC shouldn't be there. But something's telling me Roy going to be dancing just like that meme. All right, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. So I'm going with Roy. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going, going with Roy because he showed up to a young freshman, you know, not even a freshman. He was – well, I don't know what. Yeah, maybe Don was a freshman, but he yeah, recruited my son as a freshman. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a let him, I'm gonna right. let him ride. You're partial. Okay, I get it. No, All right. no, I'm I'm completely biased on this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, completely. Right. Yeah, number two, Houston. Number fifteen, Cleveland State. Houston, Cleveland State. R.I.P. Yeah, I'd go with Houston. You know, when you hear Houston, the first thing I think of is Elajuan and and Clyde the Glide and well, all those you guys. Five Slamma Jamma. Yeah, how they lost is still beyond me, but okay. Man, you know how they lost. We've seen it. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember watching those guys were just unbelievable. But, hey, they, Houston they had, don't, didn't want to play nobody this year. They they was protecting um, that record so they can get to right where they are. And Yeah, I, I guess. Think, but they got, I think you know, they they got a, a number soft, two seed. Though. I think they're a really? little soft, though. Yeah. You think they should be seated lower than number two? Yeah, I think they're a little soft. All right. Well, either way, we think they're going to prevail. Yeah, uh, they number. Will. Number four, Purdue. Number 13, Tech, North Texas. Mm, I don't even know what's in North Texas. I don't either. Uh, oil wells, maybe? Um, yeah, I'm sure yeah. somebody rich over there. Um, Purdue. But, yeah, got to go with the Boilermakers yeah, on Yeah, I think one. the Boilermakers. ACC, okay. right? Yes. Boilermakers, um, right? Tougher oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven, Clemson versus number 10, Rutgers. Now, I think Rutgers is going to um, prevail. I'm, ro- I'm rooting for Rutgers. Yeah, Clemson also has a few injury concerns and a COVID concern. I think, and Rutgers actually had a much better year. They played over their heads, but I'm going to go And they got a Rutgers. stud over there, man. They have yeah. a stud over there. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I'm going to go with Rutgers. All right, number six, San Diego State versus number 11, Syracuse. Yeah, you know what? Um, I really think that Syracuse might sneak it out, but I got to go with uh, San Diego State. I am going with San Diego State Lamont as well. Butler. Yeah. But you know what? family, love them to yeah. death. They've done a great job at San Diego State. Probably Dutch the most is a fam- great guy. Who's the most famous alumni basketball player from San Diego State right now? Who would you go with? Besides Kawhi Leonard? He's the only one. <laughs> I don't know who else you can say. I would say Gotta Ronnie be- Hawkins. Ronnie oh, Hawkins. Okay. Uh, Taylor's dad came out Taylor's of San Diego State. Taylor's dad came out of San Diego State. And that's State. a fellow that's new right. and my Mason brother. So, yeah, yep. absolutely. 
Nice. Okay. I'm but, gonna go but hey, listen. Hey, Coach Dutch is doing an awesome job over there. We got Matt Mitchell over there as well, mm-hmm, Dream mm-hmm. Vision guy. Yep. I mean, you know, San Diego State, this is no fluke. They, no, they're, they put together another great season after last right, year. Right. You know, so, hey, great guys over there, man. I usually root against Bayheim. I'm not a big Bayheim guy. Well, so. well, you know, his last comments lately, I haven't been a fan of either. Yeah, exactly. The, just kind of added fuel to my fire. All right, number three, West Virginia. Number 14, Moorhead State. Okay, sorry, Moorhead State. Yep, exactly. West Virginia. Um, You're not going more ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's, buddy. That's Bob Huggins. Uh, number five, Villanova. Number 12, Winthrop. Okay. You already know, man. One of the yeah, coolest, smoothing. Villanova has some injury dude, concerns. They, but, they do, but Jay yeah. Wright seems to always put it together. He them. does. He always does. All right. Now, yeah. we got to move on. Uh, number five, Colorado. Number 12, Georgetown. Man, now see, this is kind of near and dear to my heart because of exactly. what Georgetown yeah. means. Yes. You know what I mean? And then I got Evan Batty over there, Dream Vision, Colorado, and, and another mm-hmm. kid, uh, what is it, Samaki Walkerson over there, Dream Vision. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, man. Georgetown was picked last. Listen, Georgetown picked last at the beginning freak, of the season. They went on a freaking run, man. That's what I said. The best team doesn't always you know, win. It's the team playing they, the best. Maybe they ran out of gas, man. Mm, maybe they out yeah. of gas right now. You know, it is hot. It's it's difficult to maintain that intensity. They maybe, won the championship. Maybe they peaked early, man. Yeah, you, know, you might be right. happy. So I'm, right. gonna go, I'm going with Colorado. Okay, Colorado, I believe, is the better team. I'm going to take Georgetown, riding the wave of the high of the championship. Okay. Uh, Number four, Florida State. Number 13, UNC Greensboro. I never go against Leonard Hamilton. His teams are always right where they need yeah, to be. Yeah, and I think he, they they may even deserve a two or a three in my estimation. They had such a great first I, half. I'm going to tell you, I mean, this State. is the first time I said this publicly, but if Dom wasn't a zag, I would want him to go to Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Yeah, yeah the way they're rolling, absolutely. Well, I, I just think he fits that system, man. They always have big dudes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a great program. Yeah, they're so athletic, they're State. long. Yeah, okay, me too. Number three, Kansas. Number 14, Eastern Washington. Now, here's the deal. Coach Legs over at uh, Eastern Washington recruited my son. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's from the Rockfish program in Cali. So, I think Legs going to pull it off, uh, upset. I think they're going to beat Kansas. You know what? I am That's totally upset. At- I'm totally in agreement. I'm not a big Kansas fan, first of all. Second of all, I think their ranking is too high. Um you know, they didn't have a great season, but they're kind of going on, on past history. I'm pulling for Shantae. Shantae going to pull it out. I'm going to take 14 Eastern Washington. And they've been good for a minute. They've been to, good for a minute. To bust a lot of brackets. All right, yes. number eight, number eight LSU, number nine, St. Bonaventure. Well, Cam Thompson over at LSU, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. bad boy. The Bonnies are one of those teams that are Jekyll and Hyde. They he, could yeah. be all-star and unbeatable one game, and then the next game they show they up They mean LSU this time, though. Probably not. Not, not coming out. All right, number one, Michigan versus the winner of St. Mary's or Texas Southern. So we're going with St. Mary's there. So let's just say it's Michigan. Jawan Howard got those boys playing. Doesn't he, though? They got a Yeah, they got a number two ranking, which is just unbelievable. I mean, they ain't a 5 5 anymore, but he brought the glory back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In one season. I mean, so, you know, hell to the victors. Yeah, absolutely. Go with Michigan. All right, number five, Creighton. Number 12, UC Santa Barbara. Well, you know. Creighton, mm, the Blue Jays, we, and I'm biased right now because you know what their their coach the little one suspension for yeah. for that horrendous insensitive statement. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't even. 
even push him through, and that's bias for sure. Okay, all right. right? So you're gonna he shouldn't go with... he should even been there. Like the assistant should be coaching right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. you're gonna go with Santa Barbara. Hey, number one, Santa Barbara. I think you know they're on to something. Uh, post uh, coach Pasternak. I think down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, they run a pretty upscale offense. Yep, and uh, Coach Riley down pretty there fast. came out of Gonzaga. So yeah, uh, yeah. I like Santa Barbara. Let's go okay. with Santa Barbara. Good. All right. Number two, Alabama. Number fifteen, Iona. Bama's killing right now. Yeah, they're they uh, maybe no the, joke right now. Aside from the Westcliff Warriors, they may be the premier athletic department in the nation for That's all sports. That's a damn lie. It's only for us, all bro. sports. It's okay. only us, bro. I said besides us because no, they no, also, no besides. They also have that. the Hell number one. That. Hell with that, man. Too many early nights <laughs> okay. and too okay. many early mornings and late nights, man. We've been putting in the work. They ain't better right, than us. <laughs> they ain't better than us. All right. I wish um, we were D one right now. We will be. Come I know on, we will let's be. go. We will be. All right, let's keep going. Number six, USC versus the winner of the Wichita State Drake Come game. Come on, you... it don't matter. Okay, Mobley brothers all day yeah. long. Okay, and you know also, that's that's family yeah. there. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going with uh, Jason Hart. Okay. Oh, Jay Hart. Come on, man. Eric Mobley, the boys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right, they, they're the and better they hot. team. They yeah. hot too. I, yeah, they, they are. Hot, they're maybe. the better team. Yeah. Uh, number two, Iowa versus number fifteen, Grand Canyon. Garza all day long. Come on. Okay. Now you know something. Just because I'm going to play devil's advocate, I'm taking the fifteen. You seed. can you can go ahead and play devil's advocate as Garza yep. have thirty and twenty or something. He will. He will. Okay. But you know what? He's going to get his. But they're going to stop the rest of the team. Listen, it's going to be a low. Shooters, but you're right. I'm going to say it's going to be a low game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think so. I think so. it's going to be like 50 to 47. I'm going to take Grand Canyon. You might want to go to sleep and wait back up. But here's <laughs> okay. the deal. Okay. Here's the deal why I'm a little sensitive about this, right? Because I got a kid down there that I know <clears throat> real good, you know, Liam Lloyd, right? Mm-hmm. That's Tommy Lloyd's son. Yep. You know, coach of uh, the Zags. So um, I want to see Liam move on, but I think Garza going to be too much. Yeah, he probably will be, but I I don't know. But I'm my just... heart's out for Liam Lloyd, so <clears throat> okay. that's a he's going to be a dude. Good. Okay. All he's right. He's a baller. All right. Number seven, UConn versus number ten, Maryland. Listen here. Let's not even talk about this. I'm seeing Terps all day, even though I know they might not make it. Yep. Yep. I know. I know. But you know what? If you look at UConn's history, when they have won the championship. They've won a few. They've always had outstanding point guards, and they've got Absolutely. another. They've got another outstanding point guard this year, and that is they how do. you win championships. When Arizona won their championship, Mike Bibby was their point guard. You know, you look at those. This, why you gotta bring teams, up Arizona? Because that's all I can oh, do right now. You know, when, when Bibby, I know Bibby. Okay, <laughs> no. Bibby good. Yeah, but yep. that's the only thing you gonna hold on to when they have Bibby. Yeah, well, Richard they've had Jefferson. some. They've had yeah, some Richard great Jefferson players, too, right? And Steve Kerr, Steve he was Kerr. pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. They got David a lot of guys Schumann. that, that have David gone Schumann. to the NBA. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a short guy who couldn't play basketball. Hey, okay, you can, so you're going to go with Maryland. You own the diamond, though. You yeah, own the diamond. I'd I'm like going to go for with the Terps because how can I go okay. against my? Come on, we we got. I know it's your home state. Come on, jousting, bro. Like those guys joust on the off season. Okay, I'm going to go with UConn. All right. Big Ten might be stronger this year, too. I don't doubt it. You might be right. We'll see. Number four, Virginia versus number 13, Ohio. So that's a low-scoring game. Virginia plays defense. Virginia's going to win. Yep, I, I agree. All right. 
Tony Here's Bennett an, does a great job. And he does. And the champs. Right? And, quite, and he's been quite a singer his entire life. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> number eight, eight, Oklahoma. Number nine, Missouri. Mm. All right. Me and my son was talking about this. He seems to believe yeah. that Missouri, you know, got what it takes. But I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Although I've never liked Oklahoma since they beat Arizona in the 88 championship. Here's they had, another they had, Arizona they had Oh, my Stacey gosh. King. Can you let it go? They had Stacey King and Horace Grant, and that's the year that Can that you Steve, let it go, that man? Steve Kerr had the worst game is of his Arizona life, and they should have won. Is Arizona a part of this March Madness run? They will sure. not be a part of any March should, Madness okay, for the okay. foreseeable future. Okay, so stop trying to make them relevant. Haven't yeah. you guys got enough money already? Yeah, uh, Archie Miller just got fired. Paid? Archie Miller paid? just got fired from Indiana, and his brother is about to go out the are, door at Arizona. It's going to be quite a family I affair. I just want to know, are you getting paid by him <laughs> I get, right now? I get, no, I get no residuals. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing to hold on to, but 1997, they won the championship. <laughs> and, all right. And, and, and what's going on with the Miller family over there, man? I don't know. They're all they're all going to be out on the street. I but heard you know what? had a Zoom speed date last night. The, buy, the, the buyout, I'm not, I'm not worried because the buyouts are going to keep them floating for a while, and they will both get jobs somewhere else. It's the coaching carousel, you know. If, if, All if right. Patino's back, then they'd definitely be back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gonzaga versus the winner of Norfolk State, Appalachian State. I don't even have to speak. Okay. Number six, BYU versus number 11, the winner of the Michigan State-UCLA game. And we think it's going to be Michigan State. And RIP to BYU. Plus, really? they are rivals, so I have no respect for them. I Bye. understand that, but Bye. BYU gave the Zags Bye. a heck of a game in the championship, in the WCC championship. They were leading most of the game. They were. The Zags, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? They know the formula, the mm-hmm. winning formula. And, they and don't they, know no formulas, Sharon. I know, but they've won over 20 games. Nobody they had a knows KFC's season. secret formula for that chicken. <laughs> they Nobody. Won. You know what? I want to go with the winner. You know what? I'm going to go with Michigan State. If they and beat why are you UCLA. you acting like BYU has the, like, uh, honeycombs decoder for the Zags. Please stop. Well, they are stop the looking only in the team, cereal box for the toy. I know the that's only what you're team looking that for. played them tough. No other teams played played Gonzaga and, and tough this year. You're the kid that just always want to dump out all the cracker jacks just to get the magnified glass. Stop Absol- it. Absolutely, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I do go for the prize. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, eat eat it before you get the prize. Okay. All right. All right. Number three, Texas. Number fourteen, Abilene Christian. Well, and look. This is look. Abilene Christian gave Dom his first D one offer. Yeah, they gonna win. <laughs> you know something? I am not a Texas fan. I've never been a fan of Texas, and so Man, I'm gonna Chaka take Smart Abilene to put it on. The yes, board. yes. And here's the interesting thing. So I'm gonna go with number fourteen, Abilene Christian. And the last game is number seven, Oregon versus the former team that Shaka used to coach, and that's Virginia Commonwealth, number ten. Who are you going yeah. with? Seven or ten? Mm. Mm. Oregon or VCU? I'm gonna go Oregon. I have to. They're a Pac-12 team. So. Yeah. Okay. And that's then you know, Shaka Smart was the coach for uh, said Middleton. Our, yes. Uh, yeah. Sports Med. Our, our sports. I mean, science. sports science. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So we've got a lot of con- a lot of connection there, don't we? We just got a great staff, man. Yeah. Our staff absolutely. is D one ready. It All shouldn't be in the NEIA. Come on, bro. Yeah, I know. And we no, won't no be disrespect very long. to the NEIA. No. Because no. I don't want to. I don't want a bill coming after this podcast. We're George and Wheezy, though. We're moving on up. So. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. To the east side. <laughs> to Apartment in the Sky. Yes, sir. I remember that show really Let's well. Let's go. You know something, and I'm going to get off topic a little bit here, but it's always on point, is that show was one of the first to address 
interracial relationships. Absolutely. And everything else, man. Social justice issues, everything. Yes. Man. I mean, come yes. On, man. We they, can't even say the things right now that they said on that show. They brought up a lot of stuff in the 70s they did. that people were shocked. Yeah. They I, did. I mean, and I remember the shows. I can, I can, uh, you know, I can recite some of the lines from some of them because at the time they were shocking. Today they're, you know, it's it's every day, but they went through a lot and also different strokes. Same Absolutely. thing. So some of the shows back in the seventies really Archie set the Bunker tone. as well. Spin-off. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh Archie, oh yeah. Archie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we'll see how, you know, we're, one of these podcasts, we're going to have to talk about shows like that and 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 the and social norms and bias, you know, as we as we made our way through the last few decades. As long as be, I can get a waiver to have my job afterwards, I definitely what, do the podcast. You know, though, it would be eye opening. It would be definitely eye opening. I mean, yeah. you know, but it just shows how far we've came as a society. I know we still got things to do. Mm-hmm. Still got a lot of dishes that need to be cleaned up in the kitchen. But we're moving. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this was fun. Uh, I want to see how our predictions come out. So we will revisit this once the tournament uh, is well into the middle part of it. So we'll see how it's going. Okay? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Very good. Hey, uh, this was a lot of fun today. Thanks again. And uh, looking forward to our next one. Ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, you know, we are excited as we're moving toward our 50th overall podcast we have a little ways to go but we're going to do some celebrating when we get there yeah yeah and as always i would like to thank my guest host our dean of athletics sean harris yeah yeah and the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts that is brandon peterson our sound engineer beep 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 And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. Cold like zero degrees I'm out the cage, gotta let out the beast Revolutionary guy, let out the streets Locked in a cage, I'ma let out the Let out the, let out the Wake up, get out the sheets We came for one man, forget my peace We take the west, I'll take on the east I'ma put him in a cage, never let out the Let out the, let out the, let out the, let out the. Yeah, I hear him chatting